duty here in Legend of Corner. It's just there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Supernatural's Legend. I'm your host, Kevin Heyman. When you this week, I'm Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Adrian. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? Oh, yeah. Ravages. Ravages? Ravages. We also have Mr. David Davis. David, how you doing? This was a terrible idea. It was. It was terrible. Ill-conceived, ill-thought-out, ran with way too long. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm doing well. I went to see a Dodgers game on Monday, which was a lot of fun. Oh, well, that's nice that you went out there and did normie stuff with mm-hmm. the sports ball thing and the stuff and the thing. Did they did they do a lot of dodging? Was that awesome to watch? Wasn't Well, yeah, actually, there was a really fun instance of dodging, but I will probably save that for um, Distraction Hole. Ah. I do want to mention that, like, the stadium is very bougie because the um, cups they give you, they aren't paper cups. They're, like, full-on plastic cups. If you just get a beverage. Like, and I'm not talking about, like, plastic solo cups. I'm talking about, like, you can keep it and use it collector's cups. Like like what they give you at the theater. Like, better quality than that. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, you make, you know, looking at the scale of the operation there, they make enough money to make it work. All right. Well, that's fair. A uh, bit of trivia. Did you know they're called the Dodgers? It is actually short for the Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers. Yes. My friend told me that right away when we got into the stadium. I, wow. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. It's, uh, it, it's like the first fact that any Dodgers fan is going to tell you, I think. Probably. <laughs> I think the uh, MLB just makes so much obscene amounts of money. They just like when I went to a minor league game yeah. for a friend's wedding, they like, you know, we got <clears throat> got nice cups like that. Yeah. They like gave us one yeah. of those like collectible figures like the what is it? The the bobblehead? No, no. Like the it, it looks real, you know, realistic, but it's a little statue type starting, starting line lineup. Up. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember those. But yeah, they gave us those of the players and it was just, just yeah. You know, and, and then of course you get the opportunity to buy like $10 beers. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I, I mean, I got a fucking Dole Whip in a plastic helmet bowl and it's wow. a helmet that I could put on my cat. She could conceivably wear it. So, <laughs> Oh, I used to love those. Uh, I don't know how I got one. I had one as a little kid, and I used to... Probably from Baskin-Robbins. That's right. They, they did a thing it was a Baskin-Robbins. You know, this is the wrong show for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Free association, only on yes. the distraction hole. Yes. Now, welcome to Supernatural Selection. It's the weekend, weird. And uh, we're going to start things off. First off, have we got any... Uh, any housekeeping up front housekeeping uh we do want to do more um patreon content we are working on that uh yeah scheduling has been a bit of a pain in the butt lately but we are working on it and i think next month i'd like to do another um live episode if we can swing that I would um, love to do that. Yeah, maybe uh, have people pop in. Maybe even like actually record ourselves on video so that way we can try it out for the uh, YouTube. Right. Unless we happen to have VTubers. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's always an option too. QTubers. QTubers? No, no, not Is this Q-tubers. a QAnon no. thing? N-tubers. In... This is getting weird. Yeah. 
so yeah, new Patreon stuff coming, possible live show coming up on the uh, on the Patreon. We'll keep you updated on that. And um, we are going to record more like interstitial spots because I'm sure they're getting tired of the hey David, what's back? <laughs> right. I'm sick of hearing myself <laughs> editing the show. So yes, definitely. Maybe we'll get Mike to do a couple. Have some. Oh yes, Mike, you need to do one. <laughs> we do. Just Mike gets on there and goes, give me money. Money, please. <laughs> give me money or I'll break your thumbs. Give money. Give money now. Now money. Money, please. <laughs> oh, we should just have Mike do like that family guy thing. Smoke. <laughs> money. Uh, so... We have scoured the internet looking for weird shit. And, uh, David, why don't you go first? All right, well, let's talk about the little three-foot Aztec mummy aliens in the room. God, those E.T.-looking motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was it, like two weeks ago now? Mm-hmm. It was like, like that, two yeah. weeks, a week, something or like Or like that. a week ago or something like that, yeah. We had a, um, a reveal in Mexico of... Mummies of aliens. Oh, oh yes. And it was clearly bullshit. Yeah, it's it's one of the problems is uh, this is not the first time the guy has apparently brought this thing forward either. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, they became very meme-worthy. I love the cake one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know, because <laughs> everything is cake in the end. Right. When I first saw the video, I was going, that, that's just a bad E.T. replica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I we're not going to dwell too much on that, but I do want to talk about like how the actual scientific community of Mexico is feeling about Mexico being known for this right now. Oh so, boy! So they're ecstatic, right? They're really happy to be getting the attention, and everyone is like super excited uh, about the future of this alien mummy, right? Fucking thrilled! No. Um. <laughs> so I've got this article from Wired. Um. The title of the article is going to say everything for us. The dumb alien mummy story takes an entirely predictable turn. <laughs> he's full of candy. <laughs> so oh, he's full of alpaca skulls. Oh my god, he's too small for that. Mm-hmm. So on September, well, not an alpaca, but maybe a llama. Here, here, we'll oh, get llama, into that. That's right, something like that. Oh yeah. On September twelfth, ufologist and journalist uh, Jamie Mawson. <laughs> presented what he claimed to be evidence of alien life to Congress of Mexico. On September 19th, Mexico's scientific community gathered for a conference to ask a simple question in return. Extraterrestrials are llama skeletons. <laughs> no, if, if anyone deserves to be called an oofologist, it's this guy. He is a <laughs> big oof. Yeah, he's a Because you, like, you, you see the, the results, it's like oof. Mm-hmm. So the answer was right there in the subtitle of the conference itself. Quote, science responds to the charlatans and the gullible. Okay, so there's there's clearly, <laughs> okay. like, the tone is set. language. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Mousen had shocked, uh, and I think it's Mousen. I'm, uh, I'm just it, it looks like Mousen. Yeah. If Mousen had shocked Mexico and the world with his outlandish claims, this was Mexico's scientific communities um, fighting back. Toward the end of the conference, Alejandro Frank, a professor of mathematical physics at Universidad Nacional Autónoma de México um, and host of the event, sums things up, quote, 
Faced with the serious problems we are facing in Mexico and the entire planet, starting with climate change, war, and pandemics, it is sad to gather to talk about the misdeeds of a professional charlatan. <laughs> God damn. Right? No, they just think this article is going to excoriate this guy. I love it. Um, <laughs> Frank said the scientists had not gathered to discuss Mousen's decades of ridiculous conspiracy claims, but rather because of where Mousen had delivered his latest outlandish claims. Mousen's appearance in Mexico's Congress had, Frank argued, quote, turned the world upside down, end quote, and made scientific rationality in Mexico the subject of ridicule. Quote, what is at stake here is whether our country will follow science or super, uh, science or superstitions and quackery. Well, um, it's really kind of putting that Grouch thing into perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, while Mousen's uh, extraterrestrial claims are laughable, the damage they risk doing to science in Mexico and worldwide is a serious matter. Frank pointed to the polarization of Mexican politics, especially around urgent issues like the climate crisis, as an especially alarming example of how the country's scientific reputation was already suffering. Following the alien debacle, Frank had called on Mexico's Consejo Nacional de Ciencia y Tecnológica, or National Council of Science and Technology, to speak up and take action. Quote, The agency has been silent about the facts surrounding the Nazca mummies, which are increasingly becoming famous as the, quote, Mexican mummies. And also, good work on the pronunciations. Uh, I, I could be better. Um... Anyway, hey, it's better than me. Jose Franco, a researcher at UNAM's Astronomy Institute, started the conference with a presentation titled Life in the Universe, where he spoke about DNA and RNA, interstellar chemistry, and radio spectra um, of Orion's KL Nebula and cloverleaf quasars. Um, he spoke of exobiology, the area that studies the possibilities of life outside Earth, the direct search for microbial life in celestial bodies, meteorites, and the moons, Mars, Europa, Enceladus, and, um, is it Enceladus or Enceladus? Enceladus. Enceladus. Enceladus? Enceladus? Yeah, okay. okay. And Venus. He also spoke about humanity's indirect search for alien life, about the messages sent from the Arecibo Telescope, the Pioneer Plaques, Voyager 1 and 2 Golden Records, the message sent from Ukraine to Gliese 581c, a planet with some conditions similar to Earth's, in 2008, and another transmission, also in 2008, of the Beatles song Across the Universe, directed toward the star Polaris. So uh, this is a very, like... um, I, I think this conference has been a good response. This is just me popping in here yeah. with some commentary... Um, no, totally. You know, um, there, there is a good quote from Franco here. Quote, no life has been found anywhere and neither has intelligence been found in Congress. <laughs> oh, <laughs> zing. Right. Man, that is some Jay Leno level razor wit. Yeah, like, I, I just, I love the snark um, from the community yeah. here. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Um <clears throat> Gabriela Frias, a, a philosophy of science researcher, described recent events in Mexico's Congress as, quote, a pseudoscientific event which appeals to our fantasies, desires, and fears, quote. During his presentation, Masan pointed to a, quote, carbon-14 analysis conducted on the Nazca mummies by scientists at UNAM. Masan had claimed this in part as proof that he was presenting non-human beings. UNAM has since distanced itself from, quote, any subsequent use, interpretation, or misrepresentation of the results. 
It's like, no, 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 no. What the fuck are no, you no, doing? No, no, you back the fuck up. No, we didn't. Back, back this clown boat up. Boat up. Bus, boat, something like that. You know, clown, in either bus, case. Clown you know, vehicle of indeterminate uh, conveyance. You know, any any vehicle filled with clowns is a nightmare waiting to happen. So It yes. really is. Uh, in a statement, UNAM said it was essential that the search for alien life be approached, quote, with the, sci- uh, with the support of scientific research institutions and following the rigorous ethical standards inherent to research. Mousen's appearance in Congress was the opposite of that. Damn. God damn. So, so yeah, like, obviously scientists are pissed off, and I don't blame them. Right. No, I mean, here's the problem. Number one, the fact that anyone is meant to take this seriously is is ridiculous, and also ridiculous is the number of fucking people taking this serious. Mm-hmm. Well, and it it reminds me of a, a thing. So, um, my my uh-huh. friend keeps talking about a stand up bit by Al Madrigal. Um, okay, gr- gr- uh, great stand up uh, comedian, but um, he has this joke about um. You know, you, you put the word Mexican in front of something and it changes the context. Uh-huh. Like, hey, oh we're going to go to the circus versus, hey, we're going to go to the Mexican circus. And <laughs> it just, I I'm just thinking, I like, understand. we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to do some science. We're going to do some Mexican science. And Fuck. it's it, it's just this is this this thing that happened with Congress. Like, it's a big, big problem and i applaud these scientists for like saying no no this is horseshit yeah this is making us look bad we don't want to be the punchline of an al madrigal joke oh yeah no that's that's completely understand you know you say that and now i'm sitting here going do you want to shoot fireworks or do you want to shoot mexican fire you know and and i I was talking with my friends uh because we were at the stadium and obviously you know Baseball games are long, so you have time to talk. So we were talking about that oh, yeah. joke, and we realized, well, it doesn't work with food. Oh, no. No, because that's like, do you want food or Mexican food? God Hell damn. yeah. Do you want I pizza want or Mexican pizza? Oh, always the Mexican you want, version of you want, the Do you want food. Coke or do you want Mexican Coke? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, when you say Coke. Coca-Cola. Okay, because there <laughs> are two well, the, the, the Coke just gets shipped through Mexico. It's produced yeah, in the... Okay, that's true. <laughs> it's Pro- produced Peru in Central America. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. But, but um, I, I figured but, I'd bring up the Al Madrigal thing just to, like, number one, give myself a buffer buffer because I'm not being racist. It's the joke no, that he no, made. No, we're quoting a man. Do you want to listen to radio or Mexican radio? That's a great song by <laughs> Walla Voodoo. Yes. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very dumb story, but I appreciate, like the scientist being uh, very snarky about it. Yeah. I, I'm just highly upset at the, the seriousness that this has been approached with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially all the disclosure people just like, because I'm looking at, I'm looking at the full body picture of the thing mm-hmm. and it looks, um, it looks like it's made of concrete and rebar. It does. It really looks... Um, Mike, I think you said it looked like some cheap cast statues. I mean, yeah, it looked... Or, you know, it looks like something your aunt bought at a like flea market and stuck out in her front yard. Yeah. As far as, you know, the, what it's made of. Like I was going to say... Cheap plaster or, you know, concrete that's just been, you know out in the weather for a while. I was going to say, if you spray paint it some kind of metallic Ooh. color and put a $200 price tag on it, you could buy it at Pier 1. 
one of those like like pissing cherub thing mm-hmm. statues that's been out in the yard for like twenty years. Oh, and it's died of starvation. Except yeah. this is the mummified horror statue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, one one thing I want to applaud: birthing hips and a definite thigh gap. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and unequal femurs. Yeah, just the baby's just gonna slide right out of that thing. <laughs> God. <laughs> Are you brave enough to fuck the dead alien? It, it looks like kind of a One Piece character in proportions, because like it's got a very, oh, very skinny torso, it, but like... Oh, God, it does look like a really terrible Oda drawing, like from the more recent One Piece. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. I don't like it. I do not like it. Oh, God. So, so yeah, it's... we're all in agreement that the, the Mexican alien... <laughs> do you want to see the alien fuck. or the Mexican alien? With its backwards llama skull. Yeah. <laughs> Winamp really couldn't whip this llama's ass. That's true. I was going to say, um, I don't know, we are actually going to do uh, an episode in the future about Mexican and South American aliens and UFOs because they actually are a different thing entirely. Mm-hmm. But, God, I didn't want to broach it like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um. So yeah, I now I want Taco Bell, <laughs> right? Damn it! I just downloaded the app. Bong. Are you guys getting the rolled chicken tacos out there? Because I've been looking for yes, them, and we are yes. not getting them here. Uh, well, it says it's available in the app, so I'm gonna try to get it sometime. Motherfucker! If it's here, I'll let you know. It send me like, some. You know, no, no, no. They're just fucking taquitos. The that's all there are. That's all I they know are. they're taquitos, but they come with that dipping sauce. Right, right. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care what you give me. Just give me the fucking dipping sauce. I don't care if it's like uh, French toast sticks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> so, thank you, for, thank you, David, for that. Now we're all hungry. Mike, <laughs> you got a story for us. Uh, let's see. What do I have in the old story canon for you guys? Everybody duck. Well, Johnny's got a gun. Everybody duck. Everybody run. Mike's got a story or two. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from earlier in the month, but it appears it, it links into previous things we've covered. It appears that China has suspended its balloon program. Because in the last like half a year, the the intercepts and the you know the detection of them have been way down. Uh huh. Like pretty much none ever since you know the last kerfuffle, mm-hmm. which we covered. Mm-hmm. Yes. In a special report, no less. In a special report about you know balloons and then balloons that everybody thought were aliens. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, but the uh, according to uh, CNN, U.S. intelligence assessments and officials believe that the Chinese leaders have made a deliberate decision to not launch additional balloons since the one over the U.S. was shot down by American fighter jets in February. The U.S. did not observe any new launches since the episode occurred. The U.S. intelligence community believes that the Chinese Communist Party leaders did not intend for the balloon to cross over the United States and that even rep and even reprimanded the operators of the surveillance program over the incidents, one of the sources said. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so... They yeah. gave up, huh? 
Well, no, it's it's more of that it was not. It appeared they the U.S. intelligence committee community is apparently convinced that it wasn't really was off course. It was not meant yeah. to fly over the United States. Mm. And you know they 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 sacked the people that were responsible, and the people who sacked the people have been re- sacked as well. <laughs> Thank you for the Monty Python reference. I actually really appreciate that. So unfortunately, no more you know fun bang bang balloon times for us. <laughs> Go shoot down balloons. I don't know. There's always a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there's there's always the you know ones being launched by the colleges we just shoot. Well, yeah. well, well but I mean also like. China, like it was an accident, apparently. So if they start yeah. a balloon program again, they're they're probably still launching balloons. They just don't want, you know, us. Well, so here- they, they've built a giant yeah. fan to blow them the other way. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Or they're just you know doing what we do and just using satellites more. That's possible. U.S. The U.S. assessed at the time that the spy balloon was part of an extensive surveillance program run by the Chinese military. The balloon fleet had conducted at least two dozen missions over over the last five, over at least five continents in recent years, according to U.S. officials. Right. Interesting. The suspension of the program is likely Chinese China's way of trying to stabilize its relations with the United States in the run-up to a potential meeting between President Biden and Xi Jinping in November at the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco. Well, I mean, with a with a program that big, like it, yeah. I I bet they're still doing it. You know what I mean? Well, so it all also comes back to uh, my issue. It's like, yeah, balloons are a little more expedient, but I'm sure China can do the same job with satellites the same way we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. balloons have a have the advantage of being closer, but with, I'm, I'm pretty sure China has big signal intelligence satellites in orbit, like we do. We have. Well, if they don't, it's a failure on their part. Yeah, I mean, I, I the the balloons probably are. So with the, China's probably, if I had to guess, they probably have less, or maybe not. You know, not the same coverage as America, so they mm-hmm. probably fill the gaps with balloons, right? And I, I, I believe that China has a, just like we do over China, China has a signal intelligence satellite parked over America. Mm. And they, so they don't need to fly a balloon over America because they already got a satellite. I bet the balloons were used for other smaller places. Mexico. Yeah. Just places South that, America. you know, aren't covered by that satellite, but they still want to gather intelligence for. And so, you know, it just, like they said, just flying over. It's probably Russia, I'd I'd bet. I bet the balloon was supposed to go over Russia Mm. and just went too far or didn't, you know, didn't fall into the ocean like it was supposed to. Ah, good, good, good guess, Mike. So, uh, because the jet stream kind of flows that way, so it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And it would make sense that China usually doesn't keep such close tabs on Russia because, you know. It's Russia, you know, they're, right. they're, they're friends. Communism. But, but with uh, the whole Ukraine thing, they're probably looking a little closely at them and be like, you know, what are these what's crazy... Cr- yeah, yeah, what's this crazy motherfucker about to do? And not even th- against them, but just cr- in general, what's he trying to do? Yeah. So that's my that's my guess. Because I, I bet, I would bet every penny that I could, 
lay a hand on that China has a big ass satellite looking at us the whole time. Because I know we have a big ass satellite looking at them. Mm. And and the signal inte- signal intelligence satellites are some of the largest in orbit just by volume. They have like hundred meter dishes that are just kind of like this origami folding contraption. I mean, if you thought the James Webb telescope like stacked layers of you know heat shields were impressive. These are these these are just things we've guessed at based on how they look that we know they're at least this big, you know, and this big being say hundred meters or so across, and the, but the fact that they're launched in a little rocket or not little but you know in a relatively small rocket means it has to unfold a giant you know parabolic dish to be able to collect all that because uh, signal intelligence means they're like looking at radio waves and trying to hoover up all that information. Yeah. Right. Any questions? <laughs> no, no, no. You got it, man. You got it. Can you fuck it? Um, I mean, if you're brave enough, yes, but I would re- uh, recommend you don't. Okay. That's all I needed to know. You can't fuck it. <laughs> you right. can't. No, I said you can. It's just yeah, not advisable. Advisable, okay. yes. All not... right. That's fine. Well, I'm glad we had a follow-up on that balloon thing, because yeah. as I've been uploading episodes to YouTube, I saw that episode, I was like, huh, we hadn't heard anything about the balloons in a while. It turns out there no news is good news, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Well, thank you for that, Mike. And uh, I've got one here. And this one, again, I picked this out for David. Oh. It's for fan- it's from phantomsmonsters.com. Motherfucker. <laughs> and the title of this one, it it spoke to me. It screamed out, "Kevin, read me on the show." <laughs> the title of this article is "Was it a living Sasquatch or a Skookum spirit?" What the fuck? Skookum. Yeah, it's another name for a Bigfoot. Jeez, we we really do need to put a t-shirt together that has like every single different Bigfoot oh, name. Oh, like the- like the like the uh, the the mini name names of uh, buff plank chest, yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So basically, this is, they're trying to figure out if this was a a living Sasquatch or a ghost monkey, David. <laughs> so I'm gonna read this. This was actually posted just on September 20th, so this month. A group of friends and family is camping near Mount Rainier, Washington. The witness begins to hear unusual noises and voices outside of his tent. Now he must try to figure out what is going on. So, the thing that I find interesting about this is that near Mount Rainier, which, first off, that was a location of the very first modern UFO sighting, you Mm -hmm. know, Kenneth Arnold. Secondly, a lot of Bigfoot activity in Washington. Yeah. So, perfect place for this to be. Now, as always, these articles are user-submitted, so uh, <laughs> the the quality can vary wildly. And as always, with Phantoms and Monsters, I did not fucking vet this first. <laughs> so let's all learn together, won't we? <clears throat> My wife, daughter, and I went camping over the Labor Day now, holiday. Now, now with that voice that you're reading it in, my wife, daughter, and I, does that mean it's his daughter that he married? Wife, comma, daughter, My comma. wife, daughter. My wife, daughter. My wife, daughter. My cousin, son. My uncle, dad. 
My brother, brother. Oh, God. <laughs> My wife, daughter, and I. <laughs> fuck you. And I went camping over the Labor Day. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We're off to a great start on this one. This is this is quality work. <clears throat> top men. Top men. Top men. Not bottoms. Top. <laughs> Government-sanctioned bottoms. Yes. They're known okay, for their. So they they're went. known for being efficient. All right, so they went fucking camping over Labor Day. <laughs> we both took off work Friday and headed off to meet up with a group of friends who were camping with their kids and dogs. Oh God! <laughs> Swinging. <laughs> They were already out there and had found a nice campsite that was big enough for our group. Just a spot off of a service road with a primitive fire pit and not an official campground. This is already going for some great things. So, so this is already a crime. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is gonna... Look, this, this whole thing is gonna end with... Dum -dum. Like, this is already a federal crime. Yes. In total... There were ten of us. Seven adults and three tweens. Oh! Jesus <laughs> Christ! We were camping out in an area south of Mount Rainier, Washington, just outside of the park boundary. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, are they playing by international waters rules? We gotta keep these tweens off federal land. Yeah. Uh... Just outside of the park boundary off of road. <laughs> that would lead you to a locked gate that enters the park. We knew at the end of the road was a locked gate because all the cars that went that way only to flip back around because it was only accessible to national park staff. User submitted. <laughs> we set up our camp in a flat area that would fit the two tents that they had raked up for us prior to our arrival. It was a bit closer to the road than the tents were. What? They had set up their tents much further back. What? There's <laughs> 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 the idea. Two tents for like 13 people. Yeah, that's that's a that's a low tent. Now, I'm picturing like small tents, you know, just a little triangle I, pup I, tents. I'm trying know? to decipher this, and I think what he's saying is they had their tent, like the the friends had were there first. They had their tents further back, closer to the road, ah. were two tents put in for this family. Okay, of okay. The the man okay. and his uh, mother daughter. This 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 man sounds <laughs> two tents. And these twin. Oh oh oh! Fuck off! All right. Once camp was set up, we hung out with our friends while the kids played and had dinner around the fire. Just friends hanging out, having drinks, hanging around the fire, and all was great. We stayed up pretty <coughs> late, and everyone was getting tired and cold. What, David? I'm just, I'm just, the, the way that you're reading it is making it very, very skeevy to me. Yeah, I know, that's why I'm doing it like that. It sounds skeevy. Slowly, everyone faded off to their tents and to bed. I've never said someone faded off to their tent. <laughs> My wife was cold. <laughs> Is this going to turn into a penthouse letter? <laughs> I never thought my frigid wife would go camping with me. Jesus my wife Christ. was cold and went to warm up in the car. 
and then proceeded to fall asleep in the car. Don't they have fires for that? Don't they have a tent and fires? Yes. Now, my daughter and I are the last two. I don't like where this is going. Jesus. My daughter and I are the last two awake by the fire, and she decided that she wanted to sleep in the car where it was warm with my wife. I need to get away from daddy. Mm. I agreed that that was okay after I attempted to wake my wife up and get her to come to the tent to so, go to sleep so they're gonna, she was out cold. They're going to wake up to a car that has zero gas in it because they've yep. been running it for heat all night. Uh, yep. Now, I need to get away from daddy. Was that a direct quote? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. nope. Like, I just threw that in there. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounds like it could have been. I the dad's like, yeah, I That's agree. Why. Get away yeah. from daddy. So I watched her go to her tent and grab her blanket and her sleeping bag from my wife as it was cold, and I had turned the car off now. She grabbed the stuff, zipped up the tent, and off to the car she went. I stayed up a little bit longer by the fire and must have dozed off momentarily, because when I woke back up, I was sitting in a camping chair with only glowing embers, and it was pitch black. Only the coals of the fire glowing red glowing uh, hang on let me start that sentence over <laughs> only the coals of the fire are glowing red glowing in the now dead fire <laughs> it's like one of my students writing i Shakespeare know. gasped i'm just like hey Get you need to start using descriptive language okay okay glowing <laughs> red glowing i got up and found my way to the tent in the pitch blackness of the night climb Hang on, this is a run-on sentence. <laughs> I got up and found my way to the tent in the pitch blackness of the night, climbed in, and went to sleep. I was exhausted and fell asleep as soon as I hit that sleeping bag. This picture and punching it. Yeah, and going, motherfucker, <laughs> stay off my wife. <laughs> Around 3.30 a.m., I woke up to my daughter's tent kind of rustling and what sounded like two female voices talking really softly. I listened intently, trying to hear what they were saying, but I couldn't really understand anything. Made it hotter. There was no real... That was no, me adding I that. Know. Made, made it hotter no, or hotter? Hotter. Made it hotter. There were no real discernible words coming out, just mumbling, then silence. I figured it was just my wife and daughter finding their way to my daughter's tent not wanting to wake me up by being loud. Dear penthouse letters. Figured, God damn it. Figured my wife was just going to sleep in the tent with my daughter. However, now I am up because my back is killing me because the air mattress is now flat and airless. Wow, your air mattress fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's got obviously got a hole in it because I've had air mattresses keep air for like two or three days. Yeah, cheap-ass motherfucker. Now, now there is going to be a Yeti in, in the story at some point, right? Some, I hope. And I just hope it doesn't get more it, it, sexy it, it, when it, it happens. It just reads like a, a next-door post about a bad camping trip. It really does. Oh, look, it kind of makes me want to go camping. It's been mm. a while. Yeah, well, it can't know, be worse than this. Like, are you yeah. going to go with your wife-daughter? If I had a wife-daughter, I would go camping with my wife-daughter, but I don't have... Because that's wrong in the eyes of man and God. <laughs> if, look, I would have to live... If I had a wife-daughter, I think I would naturally have to live in the woods. Well, you know who has a yes. wife-daughter? Elon, Elon Musk's dad. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate this. Yeah. So, 
As I lay there in what I can only describe as dead silence, I heard crackling like sticks breaking or popping, so I assumed it was the fire still hanging on somehow. But, but it, was, it was dead silence except for all the fucking noise. <laughs> and the fire that had died, but it was still fire. Uh-huh. Then I hear something moving around towards the front of my tent, and it stops. Something is directly outside the front of my tent. I can feel it and sense it. So I slowly raise up to a seated position and hear something breathe in and exhale a large breath. <laughs> is this is Bigfoot gonna fuck him? I start feeling very <laughs> I sexy. So. I suddenly start undressing. No, <laughs> this is the heaviest breath I have ever heard, <laughs> and it was followed by what I can only describe as a very loud huff, as if from a horse or a cow or some very large animal. What? I was turned on. I was sweating bullets. I sat there frozen with fear, trying to rationalize what it was I was hearing, and it stopped. All I heard was the one deep inhale and exhale, and that huff sound, and everything went silent. What followed next was an owl hooting a little ways off, back from behind the area of our friend's tents, and after that I heard nothing else. So, so No sound at all. Yep. So, like, the plot kicks in about an hour into the movie, then, you're telling me. Yep. Okay. Yep. This is this is the worst kind of horror movie. It's <laughs> like when Batman doesn't show up until the last reel of the fucking Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> no sounds at all. At no fuck. Mm. No sounds at all. No fire popping, sticks cracking, nothing. Mm. Mm. I stayed. Yes. Mm-hmm. I stayed there, sitting up frozen with fear for what seemed like forever until I could feel the s- until I could tell the sun was coming up and that it was light out now. I mustered up the courage and go outside. And I love the tense changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I muster up the courage and go outside and check the ground in front of my tent, and that's when I noticed my daughter's tent unzipped and empty. <laughs> Bigfoot stole his kid. I, I panicked and rushed to the car, and there they are in the car, sound asleep. She said she was going to sleep in the car. Yeah. Well, how was he surprised? Well, he said he heard voices in the tent. But Just, they went to, back to get her retainer. Who I, the fuck knows? I don't know. I saw not a single track, nothing around her tents, and everyone oh, oh, else. He, he's down there like oh, a he's freaking... A, Leo, Native American guide uh-huh. looking for tracks, looking for bent blades of grass. Mm, squatch tracks, two, three days old. Fuck. And, and everyone else. Okay, yeah, so I see not a single track because he no, Nothing around our tents and everyone else is about 20 to 30 yards away in their tents. Now I'm freaking the hell out. Because no one's been stomping around there all night, half drunk, mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> pissing yeah. everywhere. How did I hear... Who did I hear talking? Who was skulking around the tent? What the hell was that breathing in front of me and huffing outside my tent? What opened my daughter's tent zipper? Surely there's an explanation, and I sit out there for at least an hour getting the fire going as our friends begin to get up and move about. They slowly make their way to the fire, and I immediately start asking them, where were the dogs all night? Where were the dogs all night? Who let the dogs out? Let me tell me now. Did you let them out? Were they sniffing around my tent? Did any of you wake up and were talking or moving about? And did you hear that owl? Nope. No. 
And no, they all replied. I have no idea what that was talking softly and what was breathing and huffing right in front of me. What the hell opened my daughter's tent in the night? I watched her zip it shut and go to the car. That breath and huff was so scary, it left me frozen with fear and I didn't move at all. You know what? Uh, Nothing else happens. Like, it's several... Mm-hmm. Uh, paragraphs of him and then he like knocks on a tree and something else knocks on a tree it's him and his feels uh he basically uh heard shit and that's it yeah he, that, he that heard sounds that you would hear in the woods with campers yeah and then he he knocked Look, on a tree and, and he heard someone and else the, knock and the on thing a with tree. the tent it's very clear that one of his friends tried to get in his daughter's tent <laughs> oh, oh that's... god that's oh, dark. I'm glad she was in the fucking car. Holy shit, David. Well, I think you just solved it. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, he does say he's a former U.S. Army infantryman who has spent countless nights in only a sleeping bag and a dugout so, sleeping hole. So I don't... So y- y'all have been... I don't know. I know and Kevin's This, this made him afraid to sleep by himself in the woods ever again. <laughs> what the fuck? What a puss. <laughs> so, so I know Kevin doesn't camp a whole lot and hasn't... No, or, you know, in a I've while. camped like twice, maybe. And I don't know about you, David, but I know one thing. It's like when you're when it's nighttime and you're in a tent, you hear things like pretty clearly from a long ways away. Right. <laughs> like I've heard things that I thought were right outside the tent that were, you know, a long people, ways away. People in a tent like, you know, 20, 30 feet away. Are we talking about that thing from Goon Camp that everybody no. heard about with the shadows where the dude, where they went ass to mouth? No, no. Okay. I'm just talking about my purse. I've done Okay, no. I, I know. I know. But um but it yeah, you know, nighttime and when you're you know, it's everything's really quiet, you hear a lot better than you expect. Yeah. And I'm assuming this dude just heard his friends, you know, in their little camp. Yeah. Not far, not too far away. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. He apparently says he also heard monkey noises in the woods. I apparently completely missed that part. Mm. Uh, the next day, you heard monkey noises in the woods. Not, you know, not at all one of his uh, his friends that he's camping with out in the woods having a go at him. Yeah. <laughs> After he, you know, questioned, grilled them about all these sounds what? in the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wondering if it was Bigfoot or... You know, and, space alien monkeys. And, you know, there's one thing I've learned about Bigfoot is they never actually make monkey gorilla noises. No, nah, no, nah. never. They whistle. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 whistle while they work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> nice. Snow White and the Seven Squatches. I'd watch it. Oh God, <laughs> God, I I feel bad about reading that now, knowing about the daughter wife and someone possibly trying to get into the tent. Uh, I I think that's a lot of speculation. Yeah, yeah. I'm just just pointing out that the fact that one of his friends was trying to get with his kid makes a lot more sense than a fucking monkey man in the woods. Maybe they had a teenage boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, tween age. Tween age. Tween age. Yeah, Yeah. tween. Yeah. Oh, God, that makes it worse. Now, guys, this does uh, make me realize one thing. Uh Uh-huh. What happens in the woods is probably a felony. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this, this, uh, oh, damn. Oh, yeah, I had a good conclusion for this story. 
the aristocrats. <laughs> and ah. then they all fucked. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I still think the guy's a puss. Ma- masterfully, a very... masterfully stupid story you just dropped on yes. us, my friend. So yeah. very, a very convoluted aristocrats yeah. joke. I, I, and now I think I've damaged my voice doing that gravelly Duke Nukem voice. <laughs> By this time, Kevin's vocal cords were aching for air. Yep. Well, you know what? That's uh, that's first half. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with some more stories. So uh, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Now, guys, before we go on to the next round of stories, I just want to say that, that art, these articles from uh, phantomsandmonsters.com are kind of like the Bigfoot Hunters version of Half-Life, Full-Life Consequences. <laughs> Which if you have not heard those, go to YouTube right the fuck now go and look them up and listen to the worst fan that, fiction ever that, written. Half-Life, Full-Life Consequences is a name I've not heard in a very long time. But yeah. the, the problem is it's... Those were written intentionally bad, right? No, that dude's just that bad. Everything oh. he's ever written is that bad. Okay, I, there's yeah. something I'm trying to remember that you know was intentionally. Yeah, no, bad. he's he's just that bad. That, like he that. also wrote that Doom fan fiction, where it's like, I must kill the demons, but John, you are the demon, and then he was a monster. <laughs> Another classic. Yeah, no, I love okay. everything that guy wrote because it's so goddamn insane. Uh. Anyway, so, David, what have you got for us next that's not from Phantoms and Fucking Monsters? <laughs> well, gentlemen, Gundam is real. Woo! Yeah. Um, I got so, a gunpla on the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, pretty soon, one day, we'll be able to actually strap in ourselves. Uh, this is from uh, NHK World Japan. Uh, meet Arcax, the human-piloted robot. Well, I sure don't like that name. And I, I think Arcax or is it Archax? I don't know. I think Arcax sounds better. Anyway. Uh, I'd name it Artax and let it sink into a swamp. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sad now. <laughs> Sorry. Just uh, just open a wound, motherfucker. Goddamn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to get through this article while thinking about the dying horse. Okay, sorry, man. <laughs> There's our dead animal for the week. <laughs> hey, Mike hasn't done his next one. Let's it's true. Let's continue. Okay, so uh, this article was posted on September 6th, so this was a while ago. Um, the dream, at least for manga and anime fans, of piloting a giant robot is becoming a reality thanks to a startup company in Tokyo. Saying awesome. he wants to turn science fiction into science reality... Subame Industries has created, which sounds like a very Gundam or anime name. It does. It sounds like it should be Subame Heavy Industries, Inc. Yes, yes. Uh, Has created Arcax, a giant transformer robot with a human-sized cockpit. It currently plans to sell five units for roughly 400 million yen each. Oh, I hope it can do more than just be a cool thing to sit in. Uh, and you guys have seen the uh, article, right? You've seen the pictures I'm, and stuff like that? I'm looking yeah. at the pictures now, yeah. and I am, in fact, in love with this. Yes, yes. So um, the media was invited to preview Arcax on August 19th at a warehouse in Yokohama. Arcax stands an imposing 4.5 meters tall and weighs a hefty 3.5 tons. The cockpit is located in its chest, making the pilot feel like a character in the popular Japanese anime, Mobile Suit Gundam. Of course. 
Nine cameras attached to Arcax's exterior transmit live images to cockpit monitors, allowing the pilot to navigate. Two joysticks control Arcax's arms and hands, which have articulating fingers. That is so goddamn fucking cool. In robot mode, Arcax stands up and can travel uh, at two kilometers per hour. In vehicle mode, it crouches down and can hit a top speed of ten kilometers per hour. So this sounds more like a labor from Pat Labor. Yeah, and I, uh, David, please, I can only be so erect. <laughs> okay. Yoshida Ryo, age 25, is the president of Subame Industries. He developed a key interest in machinery at an early age thanks to his grandfather, who ran an ironwork, ironworks company. So there That's you go. It could cool. have been Subame Ironworks Industries. Yeah, God, this is a great story. Right, right. Fascinated by robots as a boy, Yoshida dreamed of building one one day. He went on to study robotic hand technologies at university. To help turn Yoshida's dream into reality, a veteran engineer joined the team. Ishii Akinori spent 20, nearly 20 years working for a major construction equipment company. Well, so again, this sounds like the origins to a fucking Gundam this, because it was all construction equipment. This is, this, is like the, this is like the early part of a really awesome, like, one-off anime. Mm-hmm. While there, he was involved in the development of a machine that moved like a human arm. He then served as a technical director for a company that operates an entertainment complex in Yokohama whose main attraction is Gundam, a colossal moving robot. Is that the big giant fucking Gundam? Oh my god. Yes. Now Tsubame Industries' chief technical officer, Ishii's uh, participation in the project has prompted other talented engineers to join the team. Now, before you go on, I just want to say, looking at a picture of the dude with his hard hat pointing like that, I don't drink anymore, and I never drank beer, but, like, I kind of want to sit around with this dude and have a beer mm-hmm. and yeah, talk no. about this. He, he's got that, like, no-nonsense kind of, like, yep. you know. He, yeah. Like, everybody everybody in the company calls him Grandpa, and he's like, don't call me Grandpa. <laughs> exactly. Um, various technologies have gone into making of Arcax. The frame is built by an ironworks firm that produces parts for heavy construction machinery. The exterior is made from the same fiber, uh, fiber and reinforced plastics used in F1 cars. Another oh. goal for Yoshida was to showcase Japan's technical prowess internationally. He says, quote, Japan is a technological powerhouse with a robot industry, an animation industry, and an automobile industry. I want to show the world a product that states, quote, this is Japan. Which, oh, he sure I mean, he's not wrong. That. He nailed it. Mike. Right? Yeah. What do you think of it? So this reminds me strikingly, and I'd link to it, of something from 2012 to 2015, the Kuratas robot from Bashi Heavy Industry. God damn it. Billed as the world's first giant boarding robot. Um, So... It, none of the guys are the same guys, though, but it looks the same. Like, it has the it, same kind of, like, four legs with wheels on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, looks, it looks strikingly similar. It also looks strikingly like something out of uh, uh, Armored Core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's cross-pollination or if it's the same robot reskinned or not. Because I can't find any, like cross references like there's the article for this for this uh arc archax and the article for for curitas but nothing they don't mention each other they don't yeah so i can't find anything that mentions both of them okay well i the, mean uh, 
some some of the line the design similarities make sense. Like obviously, like the cockpit and the chest area makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. Like four yeah. four limbs to stand on mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Um, so there were there were two at least two versions of the Kuratos that I know of because one of them fought the. Uh, Do you ever see anything from uh, the Megabots, the American robots? Mm, no, where it was a giant fighting yeah. robot. So they're they're based in I think like San Francisco. They built two robots, and they you know I mean they're all kind of they, their goal was to have a robot fighting league, like kind of like you know robot jocks, <laughs> and they even got a lot of venture capital. They you know built like I said they built two robots. They fought one, had one match with a Japanese robot, one of the versions of Kuratas. It was kind of sad to watch because, you know, they're they're very slow and methodical. Um, it it's, was kind of boring. Is it as Where fake are the as beam WWE? sabers? It was, I don't want to say it was fake, but I, they also, like, their, their commentary was god-awful. You know, well, like, the people they hired to do the, the, the commentary was bad. You know, and also, like, they probably were pulling their punches because if, if all the money that goes into engineering these things, you don't want to have to, like. I mean, no, they, they look like they were hitting as hard as they could. They just, mm. you know, they it wasn't that hard. They were very it was very slow. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard. I, I guess they skipped their training arcs. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I applaud that. the uh, the you know, willpower there and the vision, mm-hmm. but Megabots ended up running out of money and they actually auctioned off their Eagle prime was their latest and greatest robot. It was based the chassis. Like it didn't have like, you know, none of these have legs because walking is, you know, a very difficult problem. Yes. But whereas Kuratas kind of has his legs with wheels on the ends uh, the Megabots bots are like kind of tank chassis. Actually, uh, I'm going to post a link to an article about uh, Eagle Prime, David, mm-hmm. in Host Talk. But uh, the Eagle Prime, which was their you know second bot, their more advanced bot, um, used the, dro- the uh, track section that they got donated from uh, How and How Tech, which make the Ripsaw and do like some government contracts for very fast light, you know, tracked vehicles. Yeah. So, you know, it it was you know, it it could have been interesting, but you know, I think just the control technology isn't I don't know if it's yeah. not there. I think it's there. It's just maybe they weren't good enough to implement it well. I don't know. No. So, um so I, I, I guess the plan with Arcax is to sell it as like a toy for rich people. Yeah. Um, but well, like that's a I good guess way to get the money. Oh, right. And I guess the marketing plan is to introduce it for like construction and disaster recovery. Um, mm-hmm. And they're going to be showing it off at the Japan Mobility Show this fall. Um, I'm I'm just waiting for like one police station to be like, okay, we want to weaponize it, and then <laughs> boom, everything's kicking off, man. So we're it's going to be St. Louis. Fuck, we need a Mac. When, when I was working construction, I watched a uh, guy using just a regular backhoe to dig out stuff. And the way he maneuvered it, it was so, 
it was so smooth and so mm-hmm. like natural looking like it was like you know it's basically it was like a an extension of this guy's arm like he if you were digging it out with your hand that's kind of like what it looked like it was just you know no like no jerkiness i mean this guy was you know kind of he was in his 50s he's obviously been doing it his whole life but it was just amazing how smooth and natural he made it look yeah that made me think you know this is probably possible but i think it's just that maybe no one's come up with the right control i also think Uh, maybe it's got a lot to do with the operator well yeah i mean there's that yeah they need Um, to be a new type oh god damn it (laughs) and and uh the bulldozer shinji or ray will have to do it again yeah megabots did a, a lot of uh on their YouTube channel about, you know, how they were doing their control systems and it was all, mm-hmm. you know, computerized and automated. Yeah. And I mean, while it's probably the way you have to go, it, I don't know, that, that seems like it would take a lot of like tuning to get it to look and work fast. So, so you're telling me that Amaro should have been like 50 years old for it to make sense. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. All, all I know is I'm looking at a picture of the guy that co-founded Megabots, Matt Orlean, and I'm sitting here going, Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, no, it looked like it looked like Johnny Knoxville God. and uh, the 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 balding one from uh, uh, Step Brothers. Uh, okay, in the next Jackass movie, they have to have a bit where Johnny like has one of these mechs punch him. Oh my God! It, no, no, pick up and throw him in a porta potty. <laughs> It's the poo oh. cocktail Mark Three. <laughs> oh, it'd be wonderful. I would watch that. I love Jackass. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page on that. But thrown by a Gundam. So one thing about Arcax, uh, Mike, I posted the link so we could all see it. It's Gunhead. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, but you know, sort of, but not really. Damn you. <laughs> Well, it's missing a gun for one. Let's get a gun on it. All right. Yeah, yeah, like needs... Kur- if you look at the Wikipedia that I linked in the uh, Weekend Weird, Kuratos had like Gatling guns, but not really. Yeah, guns. it also they had a like... chainsaw at one Cause, point. Cause, no, that's <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Eagle Prime has a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, Kuratos had like dual Gatling guns on one arm, but of course mm-hmm. they're just airsoft Gatling yeah. guns. But still. So if money wasn't an option, would you buy one of these? Oh, God, yes. Um, would you think, would you go grocery shopping with it? You have like your, your bag of go, groceries in each hand. I'll tell you what wouldn't still be around. Most of the places I used to work, <laughs> just just doing mundane shit in your your fucking mech. I don't know. <laughs> Going to the, get the mail. If if I had all that money, I'd be buying you know, the 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 jet pack, not the giant robot. Uh, I'm scared of heights. Uh, Give me the no, robot. No, I, I I would get the robot. Well, it's a conversation I'd fly, starter. I'd fly past you with my jetpack. Okay, okay, Mike, but but money no object. What if you got a jetpack and flew to your robot? Hmm, interesting. What if they put jetpacks on the robot? That Ooh. would take a lot of thrust. Uh-huh. You, and, but even if you didn't take off, you could cook some fucking ribs. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd be a mobile barbecue because he just like cook the ribs on your your little robot butt and you right, grab them and you turn them over to the person with your robot two, hands. Two giant thrusters, two cows. 
mobile, That's all I'm saying. Mobile barbecue Gundam. <laughs> just God, just a food truck idea. series about food trucks that are actually mechs. <laughs> you remember that god-awful Gundam where they were fighting and they were all from different space stations run by different countries and they were all themed like... You, you mean Mexican G Gundam, G- the best of the G- Gundam series? <laughs> yes, G Gundam, but they're food trucks. Oh, G Gundam's fantastic. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's Gundam wrestling. <laughs> the football Gundam. With the absolutely nonsensical way they get into the Gundam and get those suits that look extremely painful. Like that, like plastic goes over them and it's like, well, how does it work? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I love <laughs> my this friend, story my because friend, I want a robot. Don't, don't they control the Gundams the way that uh, uh, Pacific Rim does? Yes. Oh, but the Yeagers? Yeah. 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 But no, no, my friend, you need to watch G Gundam again. Trust me. It's fantastic. Well, you never watch it once. So, I've seen yeah. stuff from it. Oh, God, it is so good. It's just every single stereotype, and they get a Gundam, I know, and it's amazing. I know. The Mexican Gundam with the, the sombrero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the Serape. Yes. Which I saw it, and the first thing I thought was Trevor. But anyway. So uh, thank you for that, David. That is probably my favorite story we have ever covered, because I want one. Anime is real. Anime is real, and it rocks. This is the best thing to happen this year to the world. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Mike, what you got? Um, Shoot, I'm trying to decide between two. Torn between two lovers. Do I want current <laughs> hotness, or do I want like dudes being awesome? Oh, let's do dudes being awesome. I want okay, more uplifting my, stuff. It's my older, my oldest of the stories, but sometimes you and your buds have to push an island with your boats. <laughs> so, I like where this is going. So the Chippewa Flowage, or Lake Chippewa is known, is a lake in hey, northern Wisconsin. I know exactly the one because that is where the Edmund Fitzgerald went down. It was created by the damming of the Chippewa River. According to ChippewaFlowage.com, the land was flooded in 1923. When, no, sorry. According to ChippewaFlowage.com, when the land was flooded in 1923, peat bogs floated to the surface and were gradually covered with vegetation, which has kept them intact. Some of them even have mature trees flourishing on them. Because they float, the bogs are free to move around as they please. Sometimes they stay in the same place for a long time. Sometimes they float down to the bridge and get stuck, blocking the passage of many of Chippewa Lake's beautiful boaters. So every year or so, some guys in boats belly up to the edge of the offending bog and shove it out of the way from the bridge. (laughs) Aluminum fishing boats, pontoons, all kinds of boats run their outboard motors in unison to push the bog away. That's cool. Most of the time, it's easy to say that America is doomed and divided, but not when you're watching some guys with boats push a huge fucking bog around. <laughs> and there's footage of this. I've me, seen it. It looks yeah. like a little island. It's got trees and everything on it, but these boats are just pushing it away. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, have boat, will push bog. Nice. And, uh... Yeah, so uh, it, it may not have been where it happened, but the lyrics for Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, the legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. I'm, I'm hmm. sorry, bless you. 
Is it, Godzilla. Isn't that where, you know, the uh, the Japanese robots are built? Get you Gumi? No. <laughs> Damn it. Well, that's neat. And if, you, and if you had a giant robot, this peat bog would be like no problem. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. Imagine this. You take the giant robot and you combine it with a fan boat. <laughs> <laughs> Buy you Gundam. Buy you Gundam. Swamp Gundam. Oh, piloted by a Cajun. <laughs> Pilot, piloted by Tex Alligator. Tex Al... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take our gun up to Shreveport. I just... Now I'm picturing Boonhauer. <laughs> get, get up and it on Gundam, Dave. Tex Damn Alligators. It, Damn it, Bobby. Get in the Gundam. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. If you don't pilot the robot, Ray will have to... Do, no, wait. Luann will have to do it again. Tex Alligator's hometown is Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> Shut up. Jesus Christ. It's Biloxi, damn it. Wasn't that Rogue's hometown? Uh, no. Uh, she was from Meridian. Meridian, that's right. Which I was like, that's a, that's a real nice house for Meridian. <laughs> you, you know what I like about this story? What's that? It's the most fun you can have in a bog without hiding a body. Yeah, well, I don't know. Depends. Are you if you're raising cranberries? So, so we know a cranberry bog is like land that's flooded, but this is like a floating thing. Peat, uh, a peat bog. It's it's confusing. Bogs yeah, are yeah. many things. A bog can be a hole in the ground that has water in it, or a thing floating on top of water. Mike, Mike, it's like the can word. You have a bog in a bog. Like it's... if this, if this floating island had a depression in it that was full of water, would that be a bog bog? Mike, it's like the word cleavage. It yeah. means to separate and oh, to push wait. together. The Irish song told us that, Kevin. Oh, the bog, the bog down, down in, in the, the valley. valley. Yeah. yeah. Now, now the are the, bog. is this the floating bog. mass like strong enough to like, you could just kind of like hang out on it? I mean, yeah. it's got trees on it, so I'm assuming you could walk on it. I mean, you might That's think. fucking cool. I mean, that's it, cool, though. Like, just imagine, like, hey, we're going for a picnic on the floating bog in the middle of the lake. That but, is really cool until your horse sinks into it. But yeah, no. the, 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 the Rattlin <laughs> bog had the bog in the bog. It did have a bog in a bog. So you can have a bog in a bog. It also had a, 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 a flea on a flea. Yeah, flea on the flea and the flea on the bird and the bird and the... No, 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 it was, uh, the, it was the... Bird and the egg and the egg and the nest. On the, flea on the feather and the feather on the wing and the wing on the bird and the bird and the egg and the egg in the nest and the egg on the... Uh, ne- forget it. Yeah, nest on the branch and the branch on the tree and the tree in the hole and the hole in the universe and the, the universe down and on top of uh, Gurren Logan, yo. On top of Old Smokey. All right, now that we've confused everyone <laughs> listening... Yes. So your, your, your Irish music homework is to watch, uh, go look up a video of the Ratman Bog. Yep. So uh, thank you for that, Mike. That yes. was kind of uplifting. A bunch of bros pushing an island. Just you know, they got beers. They probably had a cookout oh. afterwards. Oh Just yeah, like, they, you know, they, that, they that was a nice bog. Yeah, that was a nice bog. That was a nice bog. Oh, that's bump. great. You get so, it to the new location, then you cook on it. There you go. I mean. You have to wonder, they, they, are they thinking, you know, well, we pushed this bog today, but tomorrow we'll have to push it again. Or, what if we pushed it home? What if we just kept it? Uh, this is a good <laughs> in my backyard. I'm going to keep this bog. My bog. Finders <laughs> keepers. Finders keepers on this damn bog here. What if I built a house on the bog? I don't know that. It would, it'd be like building on Yazoo Clay. It's not going to last long. Yeah. 
All right. So I've got another article, and this Shoot. one is a real article. Okay. This one is from <laughs> phys.org, P-H-Y-S dot org. Phys. Phys. Uh, article by Stockholm University. Interesting. Uh, from September 19th, 2023, RNA has been recovered from an extinct species for the first time. Hmm. A new study shows the isolation and sequencing of more than a century-old RNA molecules from a Tasmanian tiger specimen preserved at room temperature in a museum collection. Yeah, this resulted in the reconstruction of skin and skeletal muscle transcriptomes from an extinct species for the first time. I cannot say species. The researchers note that their findings have relevant implications for international efforts to resurrect extinct species, including both the Tasmanian tiger and the woolly mammoth, as well as for studying pandemic RNA viruses. Mm. The Tasmanian tiger, also known as the thylacine, was a remarkable apex carnivorous marsupial that was once distributed all across the Australian continent and the island of Tasmania. This extraordinary species found its final demise after European colonization when it was declared as an agricultural pest and a bounty of one pound per each full-grown animal killed was set by 1888. Thanks, Whitey. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Fucking white people. Again. The last known living Tasmanian tiger died in captivity in 1936 at the Balmeris Zoo in Hobart, Tasmania. Recent efforts in de-extinction have focused on the Tasmanian tiger as its natural habitat in Tasmania is still mostly preserved and its reintroduction could help recover help in recovering past ecosystem equilibriums lost after its final disappearance. Hmm. However, however, reconstructing a functional living Tasmanian tiger not only requires a comprehensive knowledge of its genome, DNA, but also its uh, tissue-specific gene expression dynamics and how gene regulation worked, which are only attainable by studying its transcriptome, RNA. Quote, Resurrecting the Tasmanian tiger or the woolly mammoth is not a trivial task and will require a deep knowledge of both the genome and the transcriptome regulation of such renowned species, something that only now is starting to be revealed, says Emilio Marmol, the lead author of a study recently published in the Genome Research Journal by researchers at Sci-Fi Lab, Sorry, Sci Life Lab. Let's say Sci Fi Lab. It yeah. This bullshit, cool. no. Sci Life Lab, in collaboration with the Center for Paleogenetics, a joint venture between the Swedish Museum of Natural History and Stockholm University. So, uh, yeah, this was all recovered from a 130 year old desiccated Tasmanian tiger specimen reserve, preserved at room temperature in the Swedish Museum of Natural History in Stockholm. That blows my mind. That is wild, yeah. Like, not even well-preserved, just there. Yeah. I mean, and and all these, like, uh, reintroduction of extinct species Mm -hmm. things, it's always like, you know, yeah, you can, like, if you got a DNA sample, sure, you can clone one, but 
you know, you're not going to get a breeding population. Yeah, that. that's what I was thinking about. You're not going to have a fuck ton of them. Yeah. Uh, they, they do say that this is also going to help them studying stuff such as SARS mm. with this technology. So really interesting. Yeah, um, I, I do think we want to do a extinct or, or near extinct species episode because we, we talked about the dodo. Oh, um, we, we've talked about all the delicious dead animals. Yeah, and and then, of course, like, you know, they, I've, I've read things where, like, oh, they're suggesting that maybe there were wild Tasmanian tigers out there in the year 2000 that's, or something like that. That's also possible. But um, here's a question I'm going to put out there. Hmm. We have, say we finally have the ability to create a breeding population of Tasmanian tigers and woolly mammoths, but we can only do mm-hmm. one. Ooh, Which um, one do you choose? I, I'm guessing I would say Tasmanian tigers. Yeah, like this article says their you know their uh, uh, habitat is mostly intact. Mm-hmm. Um, they have somewhere they can go. Whereas woolly mammoths, they died out for a reason. Like their their habitat was changing. Yeah, and we ate them. Oh, that that was to a lesser extent. I mean, mostly just you know they they. They're, they didn't have any place to go. Things were getting warmer, yo. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. dodos, like it was a, if you were asking between dodos and okay. Tasmanian tigers. Oh, dodos all the way because those are delicious. I mean, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, Tasmanian, I think we should kind of work like from extinction point backwards. So, you know, Tasmanian tigers should be first because, you know, they were the closest and probably the easiest yeah. to reintroduce somewhere. Yeah. The, the, it, it's closer to when they were driven to extinction. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you kind of yeah. work like from now and start going. Like, say if you could, you know, you have all of a sudden have the technology, any extinct species you can recreate. Oh, okay. You so go you start Tasmanian from, tiger. So you start from now and you start working your way back. Like, yeah. And then the first extinct species, you're like, okay, do them. Like, I guess that would be t- Tasmanian tiger. I don't know. You know, I guess no. There, there's been more recent, like, because you you have species of like fish and frogs oh, and stuff. Oh, that, okay, okay. So, First one we need to do then is the uh, Chinese river dolphin. There you go. There you go. Yep. When was the uh, the what was it the passenger pigeon? Uh, carrier pigeon. Before it was a passenger pigeon. It was before it was before the Tasmanian tiger and after the dodo. Yeah. Uh, extinction date September first, nineteen fourteen. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, I th- I'm pretty sure it was close to 1920. Yeah, I'm going to Google that... most recent extinction. Oh, oh. God, oh, this no. is going to get depressing. It was our tax. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, 23 extinct animals we've lost in the past 150 years. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to run down the list here real quick, see what they have. This is, this is happy. The uh, smooth handfish. <laughs> uh, um, that's like 200. Go... Yeah. What one was that? Uh, it went extinct uh, in 2020. I'm so going to say, just judging by name alone, it probably deserved it. But No, no, it, it looks kind of metal, actually, because it's this fish that has these fins that look like hands, and they're kind of articulated. But it also has okay. a punk rock mohawk. I, and gonna, it looks I'm, pissed off, and it's got, like, red all over it. I'm, I'm standing by my, that sounds like something that deserved to die. But. Oh, it man. Looks, it looks like a fucked up Pokemon. It does. I love it. He, and he also the way is the way his red hands are parting what he's standing is like come at me motherfucker oh, yeah no he's cool thing. looking man he's pretty badass 
And they're dead. You say badass, or I say horrible, horrible. It didn't deserve to die. Natural freak of nature. All right, next we have the Bramble K. Malomis, which uh, went extinct uh, in 2015. Oh, God. It's like a little rodent. Um, Uh Uh-huh. The, the Yangtze River Dolphin, which uh, was last seen in 2002. God, this is so fucked, man. Uh, uh, of yeah. course, the, the Northern Yangtze White Rhino. One, the what? The Northern White Rhino. Oh, God. You know, Douglas Adams did a lot of work to try to keep that from happening. Yeah. The Spix Macaw. I've uh, heard about that. that. That's the one that the Rio Macaw is based off of, isn't it? The yeah. the, the one The movie? Yeah, we killed it and turned it into a fucking children's cartoon. Okay, on this list, the thylacine is like, what, like six or seven down the list? So there's okay. a waiting list here for our Tasmanian tiger friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, we need to bump him to the front. Yeah. The passenger pigeon is after, uh, so before the thylacine, and before them was the quagga. What's the quagga? Which, I don't, that's yeah, a cue, right? It's, it's kind of like, it's a subspecies of the zebra. It looks like a zebra oh, yeah. front and a oh, right. donkey yeah. in back. It's like a, it's like a mule zebra. Uh, the Peranian Ibex is also a cool-looking one. Oh, I've seen an Ibex before. I've seen the, IMAX movies, too. <laughs> the Golden Toad. The Zanzibar really? Leopard. Interesting. Like, this is depressing, man. Like, it, you also think about, like... Going? Depre- well, it's also, like, Europe had lions. Yes, they did. Yeah, Europe had fucking lions. That's why there's so many lions on European heraldry. Like, and yep. it's just, it's weird how it's like we... we we had lions in Europe and we killed them off. Yep. It's weird. European, the Welsh you know, lion. You know, when mankind goes down, we're going to pay large. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every single it, animal is going to come over and get to punch us once. Every animal will simultaneously learn to manufacture and use guns. <laughs> I don't oh, understand man. how that sparrow built a gun, but I'm fucked. But he didn't build it. He just got it off the uh, black market. Okay. Well, uh, okay, so like we've talked about like that kind of waiting list for animals, but I, I guess the big question is like <clears throat> the the world has gone on without some of these animals. Is it morally right for us to reintroduce so, their populations? Sure, I, go I, for it. No, I'm saying, like I said, I think it's you definitely have to look at their their natural habitat. Yeah, was their natural yeah. habitat mm-hmm. and Tasmanian tiger kind of investigate. Would work whether reintroducing them would do more harm than good. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's tricky. It's like a fascinating question. I'm sure we all have our favorite animals that we'd like to see, yeah. you know, out and about in the world. But it's also one of those things where it's like, I just, mean, yeah, just the, the consequences of introducing something that's, again, it's the Jurassic Park thing, right? Just just yeah. seed velociraptors and T Rex all over the world. Just here's just here's stro- the thing. throw them about like you know seeds in the wind. I've got good news though, guys. Hmm. Did you know that the dodo's natural habitat is a Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> Damn it! Their their well, natural habitat is in my belly. Yes. Well, you know it, it's interesting that you brought this up because like um, I, I'm dealing with the consequences of this sort of reintroduction thing in starfield because of a, a quest line you know it, it, oh it gave me questions about that and like what what the proper path is and 
And I you ultimately said, fuck it and did it anyway. Yeah, well, I opted for the creature to come back because it seemed like the lesser of the two evils. But also, I'm like, this could have consequences down the road. The, the lesser of two weevils. Oh, my favorite <laughs> joke from Master and Commander. The only joke from Master and Commander. <laughs> man, man, I haven't seen might... that in forever. Me, Mike, and Warren, when they did that joke in that movie, we busted out laughing, and like we look around, and no one else is laughing, and we're like, oh. people in the theater laughing. Yeah, no, we thought it was the funniest goddamn thing, and nobody else did. Does that movie still hold up? It's been a while since I saw it. I haven't, we, that's I've the only time it. I saw it. I saw it about five years ago, and it still holds up. I mean, yeah. it would be better yeah. in a theater, but like, you know, it's a good, it's a good Salem movie. Yeah. If you want to see a movie about semen. Yep. If you want to see uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe sailing around the world just fighting and drinking. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. You mean Russell Crowe from South Park? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fighting around the world. Fighting around the world. Me and my so. boy Tugger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our articles for this week. Jesus now, Christ. Um, before... We're horrible <laughs> humans. Now, before we move on to uh, questions and X, I would like to do my uh, weekend weird reading from the Principia Discordia. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the inside story, The Law of Fives. The Law of Fives is one of the oldest Eresian mysteries. It was first revealed to good Lord Omar and is one of the great contributions to come from the hidden temple of the happy Jesus. POEE subscribers to the Law of Fives of Omar's sect and POEE also recognizes the Holy 23, 2 plus 3 equals 5, that is incorporated by Episcopos Dr. Mordecai Malignatius, KNS, into his Discordian sect, the ancient illuminated seers of Bavaria. The Law of Fives states simply that, quote, All things happen in fives or are divisible by or are multiples of five or are somehow directly or indirectly appropriate to five. The Law of Fives is never wrong. And the Eurasian archives in an old memo from Omar to Maltu, quote, I find the Law of Fives to be more and more manifest the harder I look. Hmm. Um... But but a couple is two and two is no not a not a multiple or a divisor of five. No, but you add it to three and you get five and that's part of twenty three. But no, no, that's not how that works. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I have it only is one in, thought. What's that? Omar coming. I don't. You've seen it. the wire, right? Nope. God Sorry. damn it. God damn it, I wasted a perfectly good wire reference. Fuck. Hey, no, I, no, you didn't, because somebody out there thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I hope I, so. I, I, if you I, thought the wire reference was funny, make sure you let me know on the Discord, because I need validation. <laughs> so, I haven't seen the wire, but I know Omar is in the wire. Okay. That's about all I know. Yeah. I'll send you the clip later. Omar coming. Omar coming. Okay. Okay. That I, that joke killed me in the one of the recent Mystery Science Theater episodes. They did a short about water, and there was a, oh. a steamboat called Omar, and Crow just goes, uh, "It's you know five in the morning, and Omar coming." Just, oh, I loved it. I, I, the 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 segment of nothing but fucks makes me want to watch The Wire. Yeah, but I have not. I've seen that clip. 
It's so good. It's it's good. But then again, like I don't need to tell uh, you how good the wire is. I, There's like count, thirty think pieces that will tell you how good the wire is. I kind of wish he had just called it the murder police. <laughs> the fuck? So just the police then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they called themselves the murder police in there, right? <laughs> uh, I I don't remember, but no, I was, I I think the just call the police if you're talking about the police murdering people. Uh, no, no, they investigate murders. Yes, yes, it's yeah. homicide. Yes, yeah. life in the streets. Yes. <laughs> All right. So people on the streets. Uh, Sorry. Do we want to do extra questions first? I don't know. Um, yes. <laughs> All right, let's do questions first. Okay. All right, so Kick Acetron asks, define non-human biological, please. Uh, biological, but not human? Yeah, I mean, basically, in that case, it's something found near the wreckage, which can, in fact, qualify as a squirrel. Alien comes. I was going to say, a cat is a non-human biological. Okay, look at yourself. Does it not look like you? Maybe, maybe. Did is you guys it? ever read Crash by J.G. Ballard? I didn't. Maybe, maybe like the alien as it's going down and it's crashing, it just comes really, really hard. Oh, it's into that. Yeah. It, a okay. great, great book, by the way. Um, not, not, okay. not the, not the movie Crash, yeah. uh, which has nothing to do with the book, but J.G. Ballard's right. Crash is like really good. Okay. Well, technically, Ginger or Cat is a uh, non-human biologic. Uh, Zelda is. Uh, cockroaches are in anything. 99.9% of the life on Earth is. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they will eventually say, yes, we but found non-human biologics. It was a raccoon. It was, it was a dandelion. A What's that, Mike? It was a dandelion. A dandelion or a worm, yes. Yeah. Uh, we also have a question from Ghost... Forge, which is okay. The, the he's got two, and and this first <laughs> one. What Renta ads have made you want to click through? I don't even know what a Renta ad so, so, is. So Renta ads are advertisements for like manhwa and comics, um, like usually the Korean comics or whatever. But they're just or like, like webtoons. Um, yeah, you know. So it's like you, you look at those really sketchy like webtoons. Like she was the the assistant and it's it's kind of like yeah that sort of thing like it's for a lot of like the romance kind of mm. well i'm just gonna say i think you underestimate how many ad blockers i have running <laughs> at least seven proxies worth of ad blockers you have no idea yeah it, it's it's a lot of like romance stuff but you know uh if you ever yeah. see those ads it's like the daughter of the demon fell in love. Oh, okay, here we go. I, I've got a perfect example of what one of these would look like for you guys. I'm going to... Okay, you posting? Yeah, I'm going to post it right here. This kind of stuff. Oh, God. It, it's not It's not porn. It's just like, okay, clearly... Yeah. Huh. I mean... So... I want to watch Spice and Wolf all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like... I mean... I can't say there's not a part of me that is susceptible to these ads, but of course I'll always also go, yeah, I shouldn't click, click random weird links on mm -hmm. the internet. Yeah. I, 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 so, I do. I do enjoy the segment on this uh, web page for rent titled hot, mature romance titles. So I would say <laughs> I, so what was the original question? Uh, was like which, what, which ones uh, have made you want to click through? I mean, probably a lot of them. 
but of course I don't click through because I'm like, like I said, I'm like, don't click random yeah. weird ads on the internet. And I've never seen one. Th- throw in a goth so. girl and I'll probably click it. Oh, of course you will. Uh, okay, first under businessmen on this category gonna... is uh-huh. hammered and pounded. Um, it's under oh, God. H- category businessmen. Um, uh-huh. Or it starts from the inside. Um, you. Learning to love at your feet. Oh, okay, no. no. That's a Quentin no. Tarantino story. Happy no. ending together. Uh, this is all in the business category, by the way. Give me business. your trashy love all night long. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, how to train your puppy? What? Uh, do do what now? Is this a? Never mind. I don't care. Just another hard day at work. No, that's just gonna remind me of work. Yeah, fuck that. I want to feel you inside, seduced by a sweet devil. (laughs) Turns out my online friend is my real life boss. Oh God. Okay. Okay, my, so my thirsty co-worker that has his way with me every night. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I, again, I've never actually seen one of these ads until David posted one, so none. David, you've been tempted, I take it? Uh, I mean, if I if I see something that has like a goth girl in it, sure. Um, okay. Oh, wow, there are 36 chapters of my thirsty co-worker has had his way with me every night. That's terrible. That's as many as 40 cakes, and that's terrible. <laughs> so, an alternative question that Ghost Forge has asked. Um, <laughs> have any of you seen Don't Fuck With Cats? And if so, what are your thoughts on the documentary? I have not, because I really... I, I just don't want to think about that dude. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it, mostly because, like, yeah, I don't want to... I, yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to get that... I, uh, angry and upset yeah i have no knowledge of this it's a documentary about the internet trying to find this guy that was posting videos and photos of himself murdering and torturing cats oh yeah no yeah no no uh as cat owners i don't think while it is a noble pursuit and to, to track down this person, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm I, hoping. Like I assume that like they got justice. So that's I yeah. I hope so, but none of us have seen it. None of us want to see it. Yeah. Um, that yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's not a thing we're we're chomping at the bit to see. I, I'd rather go to the nightmare hall. Don't say base. Yeah, no, I'd rather just hug my cat. Yeah. 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 Yep. And then she'll scratch me, and that's fine, because <laughs> I deserve it, because I hugged her. Uh, so that's our questions. Thank you for the questions, guys. Uh, if you have any more, please post them in the Discord or contact us on social media or on our website. Mm-hmm. So, David, mm-hmm. to round it all out, what's X going to give to us? Okay, well, uh, we have a thread from an anon which uh apparently they're freaking the fuck out so okay the post starts guys i am freaking the fuck out i'll (laughs) give you the tldr okay all right and now we have a green tech story and we're gonna try to see if we can give this gentleman some advice by the end okay Okay, and again, remember this is a green tech story. If you're terminal, if you're not terminally online like us, uh, green tech story is like a person talking in first person, recollecting something. 
Um, and it tends to have le in it sometimes. Yeah. Was struck by vivid dreams and visions about Athena about three months ago. Was drawn to her deeply, learned everything about her history and the history of all the Olympian gods. Began to worship at a home altar. Just small cups of wine and incense, uh, incense grapes, chocolates, things like that. My finest whiskey on special feast days of Athena. Begin to wear the Gorgonion and the Intag uh, Intaglio signet ring bearing Athena's profile. Became more and more pious, had more and more dreams. Praying to Athena and Zeus daily, occasionally Hermes and Helios and Poseidon. Became very frustrated that all Hellenistic worshippers appear to be nutty old ladies and pagan nerds. Which... <laughs> what were you expecting? Right. Today, I reached out to an academic that is rumored to be a uh, pious follower of Demeter. Uh, Demeter. The same day, earlier in the day, pray sincerely and out loud to Athena and Zeus for a sign that I'm not crazy and on the right track. I specifically said, quote, a clear sign like a bolt from the sky, undeniable. Few hours later, it starts to rain hard. No rain was forecasted, and I live in a hot, sandy, rainless desert. I'm like, okay, WTF. I go out and pray and pour out a cup of very good wine. I promise to burn thigh bones wrapped in fat, build statues and shrines and temples if I'm given the power to do so. Rain goes crazy. Lightning thunder goes crazy. And just now as I type this, it began to hail for a solid five minutes, up to blueberry-sized hail. In the desert, mind you, and on one of the last days of summer. So that's the end of the green text, and he said, he continues, The rain has finally stopped, but the thunder has been going on since it started. I feel slightly unprepared for this. Am I, go I am going to try my best to honor the gods. Does anyone have direct experience with this kind of thing? Should I wait for a prophecy? Start interpreting bird signs? Will I actually meet her? <laughs> so, those are his now, questions. Now, when he says her, does he mean Athena or, like, a girlfriend? Uh, I think he means Athena. Because it's 4chan. Because he also okay. has it capitalized, like her with a capital H. Okay, okay, okay. I don't, I don't, you know, I wouldn't have any experience with this wearing the sacred cow and being a Discordian, mm. you know. But, uh, no, honestly, uh, for the little bit of reading and, and, like, listening to podcasts and stuff I've done, it's a bad idea to worship the uh, the, the Greek gods. They're kind of bastards. Right, right. They suck. Yeah, they suck. They're just, it's it's like All the cast of uh, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians with, like, <clears throat> infinite power. All they're doing is, like, fucking people and, like, making themselves look good. It, it's like if Always Sunny in Philadelphia was set in ancient Greece. Yes. Yes. That's it right there. <laughs> Den Dennis Reynolds is Zeus. Yeah. Which one's the serial killer? That would be Dennis, probably. Okay, yes, that's him. And then Charlie would be Hephaestus. Mm-hmm. Who would, uh, who would uh, Danny DeVito be? Uh, well, obviously he'd be uh, the character he was in Hercules <laughs> from the Disney movies. <laughs> he'd be the satyr. Yeah, no, I, I'm gonna have yeah. to figure this one out. You know, we'll, we'll also we'll yeah. also ask our listeners which which Greek gods are the cast of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, was it Frank? Was his name? Yeah, Frank. Frank yeah, Frank, yeah. Uh, maybe Hephaestus. Also, guys, I just found a really great picture that I posted in the Supernatural Selection discussion on Discord uh, related to something we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. 
Um, so. So I'll read a couple of the uh, replies. Oh, yeah, please do. Well, first, let me see this picture that you posted. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, first reply... Why would you think you're crazy? Supernatural beings are definitely real. I've encountered many of them, and not just in vision or dreams. Maybe those other people aren't that crazy either. Uh, someone else responding. Embrace it. I like to worship embody harmonia. You sound either like you sound like you're on the right path. Your trepidation and incredulousness is normal. Don't expect too much, but don't expect too little either. And then someone answering whether will I actually meet her? Probably. Be open to meeting her when you're half asleep in your mind's eye. There was a nice thread about another Anon meeting Ishtar. Let's see. That sounds like a bad time. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, again, like, it's just... I'm, someone accuses the poster of being a woman, and his reply is interesting. I assure you I'm the hairiest, manliest, big-dicked, hard-handed, grim-faced motherfucker in the neighborhood. Oh, God. <laughs> I would never have seen myself worshipping a goddess, not in a million years, but Athena. And then there's an ellipsis here for flavor. She counseled Odysseus. Mm. She armed Perseus. Sparta worshipped her over Ares, built a temple for her, cased in bronze, back when bronze was basically gold. She wields the Aegis for fuck's sake. Uh, so yeah, he's he's a this, simp for Athena. This motherfucker wants he wants uh, Athena to strap it on. This guy has a has a truck with a badge on it that says "Concerned about my penis edition." <laughs> uh, someone posting a picture. I wish you good fortune, Hellenist bro. And it's it's a God meme Giga Chad based department. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Um. Let's see. Oh, we have... Okay, just... Uh, yeah, so yeah, just... Um, aside from him having a potentially schizophrenic episode here. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, no. So, like, it, it sounds like he's making his own fucking egregore here. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's making an egregore, and he's also having coincidence happen, which reminds me of the old time-life mysteries of the unknown thing, mm-hmm. where it's like... A woman feels a burning sensation on her hand. 120 miles away, her daughter burns her hand on a hot stove. Coincidence? Yeah, actually, that is, in fact, the direct definition of coincidence. You know... It's a hmm, yeah. coincidence. <laughs> you know, which, which Greek god... If you, if you, like, say say you're in a situational comedy anime and a Greek god decides to live with you, which Greek god are you picking? Prometheus. Prometheus? Was Prometheus a god? Yeah, he, he was a like, human. He was huh? a human. He stole fire from the gods. I thought, I thought he was a god. Nope. Okay, then. Uh, oh, okay, I'll give you a list. Okay. Zeus, Poseidon, Hera, oh, hell no. Hestia, and Demeter. Hades, uh, Apollo, Artemis, Hermes, Athena, Hephaestus, Aphrodite, and Ares. Here's the problem. They're all assholes. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to pick your poison. You know what I mean? Uh, what about Hecate? Uh, no, not a Greek god. Really? No, I don't think Hecate's a Greek god. I think she's a pri- she might be a primordial up. deity, but not... Like, I'm talking about the Big 12. Hmm. Uh, 
I mean, I don't remember anything really bad being said of Hermes. Only child of the Titans Perseus, Perseus and Asteria. Uh, she was a goddess of magic, witchcraft, the night, moon, ghosts, and necromancy. But there's like yeah, differences in gods. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like Come on, David. It's a, it's a it's a goth big, girl. Big Twelve. Come right. on, the Big Twelve, Kevin. Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Big right. Twelve. Uh, like I said, Hermes, you don't hear anything really bad about him. He just kind of was like, I don't know, he seemed like the most cuckiest of the gods. I'm going to go with Hades because I have a feeling he'd at least pay the rent. Uh, no, no. you know, Hermes has like a job. He's like a messenger. And he's like never there. He's always going to be like away. So, you know, you got the place pretty much to yourself. I, ah, I'm, I'm trying to remember Hermes. if it was Hermes that cucked Hephaestus. I'm trying to remember my Greek lore. I do not remember. Yeah, just remember him like flying all over the place and like delivering shit. I feel like yeah. doing an episode on Greek gods would be fun. Which is funny because in my next episode we're gonna be talking about the Greek gods some. Oh, oh there's a section under Hermes lovers, victims, and children. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a James Taylor album. And if you don't mind a guy being you know naked except for you know his wings on his ankles. Sure. I'm looking at um, Hermes's list here. <laughs> oh boy, his uh, his body count. Yeah, um, yeah. So he has a lot of kids floating around. Oh yeah, of course. Well, like you know, you all, do. all the Greek gods have a lot of kids floating. Uh, okay, around. sometimes. Yeah, they were human when they fathered. So Penelope uh, or Pen- swans. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here's here's one. Penelopea, the Arcadian nymph, was loved by Hermes. It is said that Hermes had sex with her in the form of a goat which resulted in their son, the god Pan, having goat legs. Well, fuck me sideways with a crowbar. That and is a goat just, penis. Yep. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's time to close up shop. Thank yeah, you. Which, with oh, with oh, the, oh. Uh, the goat half-breed. Oh, no. Here, here, here's another one. Once Hermes chased either Persephone or Hecate with the aim to rape her, but the goddess snored or roared in anger, frightening off so that he desisted, hence earning the name Brimo. Hence her earning the name Brimo. Okay. Oh, and he also, Hermes also loved young men in pederastic relationships. Of course he did. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, uh, that's about it for this week. So, uh, let me see. If you'd like to learn more about the show, you can find out at supernatpod.rocks. You can find links to our Discord, our Patreon, our social media, all that fun stuff up there at the top. So, uh, and our store. We actually have like new shirts in there from uh, about a month ago. So, if you would like some stuff with our, our new unofficial Latin motto, Cogito Ergo de Leo, which is, I think, therefore I hurt. Hmm. <laughs> which, let me tell you, I've been feeling that today. And, uh, yeah, we would love to have you on the Discord if you would like to join our little social group. And uh, we're all pretty active on there, except for Mike. But Mike's not (laughs) active much of anywhere, are you, Mike? Not really. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that being said, David, have you got any plugs? Uh, Yeah, so I've I've been a little, I haven't been able to update Cosmic Dash lately, but RG Bots is back. Uh, posted two strips today. 
You are firing on all cylinders with that, my friend. Yeah, so uh, uh, the, check that out. The the gun show when gave me a particular <laughs> chuckle. Yeah, that's uh, rgbots.com. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. There you go, Mike. Have you got anything you want to plug or bring attention to? Um... Mm, not really. I mean, well, the only thing I can think of is something we're going to cover in an ad. So, you know. Okay. Yep. We will have that coming up. So and, that's about it. And I'm just going to plug RG bots. Just go read it. It's fun. It, it is Discordian in nature, I would I would say. It is. It is definitely a Discord. It is one of the few currently running Discordian comics. <laughs> And uh, also, if you drink Coca-Cola and you drink it by the bottle, collect the bottle caps and send them back to Coca-Cola. They won't give you anything, but do it anyway. Just flood their mail with Coca-Cola bottle caps. We're trying something. Anyway, yeah, we're trying a thing here, so help us out with that. Anyway, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time for some crazy shit. (laughs) So, until then, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. Don't let Hermes into your friend circle. Yeah, no shit. Don't let any of them in there. Sending those bottle caps sounds like a lot of postage for no good reason. It's for the best reason. Chaos. Yeah, but, you know, come on. It's like, you know... I have to pay what at least like 50 cents per cap to send it to you. I guess. I don't know. I hadn't done the math yet. We're, we're, we're trying something. I'd rather they just give the 50 cents to us. Ooh, good plan. Join Patreon!